This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today I'll answer a question that was posted by Dan Smith. It was on the Public Speaker Facebook fan page. And she wrote, I'm sure this doesn't happen to more experienced presenters, but what do you do when your presentation or your speech or lecture, it doesn't take up the time allotted? Very embarrassing, very awkward. So today we'll cover how to fill extra time when teaching. Well, Deanne, as you know, I responded to your question very quickly, mostly because, well, that's not a question I commonly get asked. In general, people want to know the opposite. They want to know, is it okay to go over your time limit? And of course, I always say you should never go over time. When I responded to Deanne, I told her that if you have extra time at the end of a presentation, you should just open it up to a discussion and ask the audience to help you. You can ask them to share ideas. You can ask them to share tips. Or of course, you can ask them to ask you questions. I also added that I think finishing early is never a big deal because most audiences, I think, appreciate when the speaker respects their time. But it turns out that my answer really didn't help Deanne. She's a teacher, and she can't just let her class go early. In my mind, teaching is different from delivering a presentation. In fact, it's quite different. Especially in a classroom, you just never know ahead of time how engaged the students are going to be. So I think you need to be prepared with additional materials and additional learning strategies so that you can reinforce the main concepts and ideas. One of the public speaker Facebook fans, Akana Peck, hope I said that right, Akana, she had the same advice. And she wrote, usually I try to prepare too much material with an accordion section near the end. That's a section that can be stretched or compressed as needed, or I add a bunch of, quote, bonus slides past the final one. Akana, when I teach, I follow a very similar tactic, but I don't wait until the end. What I like to do is to create three or four timing breaks and that would be three or four points during each classroom session. And those break points are where I add in the accordion type questions, discussion questions specifically. Though it depends on the subject that you're teaching, many topics do lend themselves to this discussion question format. And by the way, discussion questions are just questions that relate to the specific topic at hand. And they require usually the students to either share an opinion a definition, or apply a concept that they've either learned or read about. So for example, what does X mean to you? Do you think Y is important? Can you share an example of Z? Do you have any personal experience with this? And then get the classroom discussion going from there. And of course, depending on the group, some questions create a huge discussion, whereas others just lead to dead silence, unfortunately. So that's why, for me, I like to add in several discussion questions throughout the lecture. And that way, the goal is, again, if it's possible with the topic, is to have more of a conversation than a one-way communication. Next, I try to create activities that reinforce the materials. Of course, I try to make them as fun as possible. For example, with my children, I'm teaching them basic math concepts right now. For practice with numbers, we've been doing a lot of cooking from recipes. And that way we do a lot of counting and measuring as we follow the recipes. It's possible to do the same thing at the university level or even in a corporate environment. I find that the best way to reinforce concepts is to provide real-world examples and, of course, case scenarios. Have the people that you're teaching work in teams, and then they can discuss and solve problems together using the concepts or the tools that you've taught. 
When people work in a team, it turns out that each team member helps and guides the other team members by sharing how they might approach the problem, and that helps to reinforce the learning. Another good standby activity in the teaching environment is to have students individually write out a list of new things that they learned during the class that day. Then you can have them share their list with their neighbor and have them explain in their own words the things that they learned. Or you can go around the room and ask each person to contribute one thing that they learned, but don't let anyone repeat. Another variation that I sometimes use is the red light, yellow light, green light activity. What will you stop doing as a result of this class? What will you think twice about the next time? And what will you do more of as a result of attending this class? I think all of these suggestions together make good both individual class ending activities as well as course ending activities. And you might be surprised to see what the students say that they learned. I know I have been. Finally, my last suggestion for an activity is to do something fun that doesn't directly relate to the day's lesson, but does relate to the topic in general. For me, I like games. I like to pit two sides of the room against each other. Or I often use, or have used in the past, I should say, uh, teacher presentation style templates for the game shows Jeopardy. And I also have used Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And they work both in corporate and university environments. And those two particular templates have been around for such a long time. There's a ton of content that you can already find on the web. Just look for your topic area and put in those two game titles. There's, of course, different variations that you can do with today's games that are available as well. I think games are just a great, fun way to incorporate the students and to have fun. And I think that the competition, it really does spark participation particularly from those that generally hang back. So that's why I really like doing games. There's so much to say about classroom teaching and so little time on this podcast. So today we'll have to leave it as a good start to get you thinking about ways that you can reinforce concepts and reinforce the learning by using up that extra time. So I hope this answer is a little better for you, Deanne. And if I still miss the mark, please let me know on the Facebook fan page. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker, passionate about communication, your success is my business. Finally, I'd like to encourage you to finally take the leap and connect with me either on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Here are some people who recently joined my Twitter following. We have Pamela, who likes to live the revolution. She says, take your own healing into your own hands, cope, move on, and get better. Complete healing is possible as long as you try. Then we have Shana Johnson. She's a coach to executives, managers, and upcoming leaders and career searchers. She's an organizational development consultant and facilitator, parent, and an American living overseas. Hmm, Shanna, where are you living? Let us know. And I heard from Leslie Davis, somebody very similar to me. She says, I love communication and teaching others how to effectively communicate. I tweet about communication and my daily walk as a Christian in West Texas. Then we have Kirk Garner. He's a family lawyer. Turns out there's lots of lawyers that listen. He's a peacemaker, knight errant, husband and father, seeker of truth, and writer of wrongs. Boy, Kirk, I think I'd like to meet you. And Joshua Street, he's a lead partner at Branch Records. He's the media and technology pastor. Not quite sure what that means. Joshua, can you write me and tell me what that means? Media and technology's pastor. Hmm. Next, there's Jason Yormark. He's a community manager and social media consultant. He's also a volleyball coach and amateur baseball player. Currently a senior MVP lead for Microsoft Office. Please, let's extend the conversation. Let's move on from just being followers and try to get to know each other a little better. Join the Facebook page or contact me directly via email. This is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success 
is my business. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>